Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. hour of technical morning <laughs> why why did we pick such an early slot oh you know i gotta just get the thing out of the way. yeah did that make sense perfect clear okay clear as yeah, day you know it's a busy day it's a busy sunday here in brooklyn mm. and uh i gotta get around and do things gotta start my car gotta then put gas in it then unput gas in it <clears throat> i mean drive it and uh uh you know life is great uh what else can i say mm-hmm. uh top billing lovely uh, yeah and how have you been i've been well i saw brandy carlisle last night at madison square oh, garden yes and Brittany howard and Brittany howard and celise and celise was there and celise yes popped on stage yeah. for a little bit it was delightful that's great. Absolutely delightful. And got home rather late. So this is an mm-hmm. early morning for me as well. How on Crayab. Yes, we are on top footing. form. We're top form. We're peak even. Yes. We're both tired. And it's, air quotes, early. And uh, we have a great episode of Star Trek to talk about. And we are up early for you, dear listener. This is all yes. about you. Yes, dear listener, this is Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. You thought I forgot the name of the show, didn't you? Ha <laughs> ha no. I have notes to make sure I don't forget things. Uh, today's star date is star date 3391023.1. And we're talking about Lower Decks, season three, <laughs> episode nine, <laughs> uh, entitled Trusted Sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into the episode... Got to do a little, I'm assuming, interrogative-based <laughs> talking about Patreon. If I weren't too tired, I think I could do this better. <clears throat> Are you missing Star Trek nerds in your life? Are you missing role-play games with delightfully nerdy people who often wear bow ties? Are you missing Star Trek cocktails in your life? Are you missing... Perhaps a heaven of nine cocktail? Well, you can find all that and more at patreon.com forward slash set phases, where your dear friends Aki and Stevie will take you through their wondrous, joyous family of Star Trek friends and, and embrace you into their culture. Join us for more at patreon.com forward slash set phases. Wow. Have you considered doing uh, like meditation uh, <laughs> voiceover? That was pretty good. Thank you. Picture yourself on a sunny beach. The sand is beneath your feet. 
you're, that was very relaxing for me. I don't know why. Thank you. I did once do a satirical um, meditation for, I think, when Trump became president. <laughs> but it was only for me and friends. Yeah. Well, and for four years, gone. all meditation was satirical yeah. in those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I actually thought that would be quite a fun um, podcast to do, actually, would be sort of satirical meditations. I like that. That's like mm. a good, yeah, you could do that almost like the daily, but you could do it every week. Just like yeah. a minute of satirical relaxation. Just chill yourself out from the ridiculousness that has happened in the last week. Right. Mm. Do not think about the fact that Xi Jinping has uh, amassed more power uh, than we have seen since Mao Zedong ruled the Chinese Republic. Is that how it would work? I think so. It, maybe that's a little dark. I think there needs to be a little comedy in there. Oh, was that not funny? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know who who the... Well, I, was it funny? No. No, no, no. It was just what I read in the news this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so did basically I miss a headline. It was basically the New York Times. Um, I mean, it might uh, be something like, you know, don't... don't. I don't know. The, the elections are upcoming and don't you fret that an mm. orange Cheeto might be back in power in two years. Okay, Something see, like that's that. funnier. That's funnier. Still alarming, but still funny. Alarming, but, you know, a little funny. <sighs> yeah, I think uh, my sense of humor might be off kilter. All right, well, let's run it down, shall let's we? Let's do that. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Oh, that's a little hard. <laughs> yeah, it's early. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, I'd love to run it down. I can't sing for another hour and a half at least. So uh, this is episode nine. It's called Trusted Sources. Basically, what we find out at the beginning of the episode is that Captain Freeman's uh, planetary follow-up slash swing-by missions initiative is getting started, and uh, the Cerritos is going to be the first ship to go and do one of these swing by missions uh be, you know this is the whole plan that freeman had which is like you know we do go do first contact at starfleet and then we say hey great uh so good to see you we're out here just so you know and then we never come back so now this is uh, uh, an initiative that freeman has been championing and cerritos is headed to the planet ornara which Picard first made contact 17 years prior. And I don't know what people remember of Ornora, but uh, basically it was a planet. There were like two planets in the system and one planet had a plague. And then there was this plant that the sister planet had, but they had addicted the people on the plague planet to the drug. And then Picard had cut off the people from the drug to free them up. And that's basically where they left it with first contact. So Cerritos is going back. Admiral Buenamigo is very happy about this. He's saying if it goes well, this could become the new initiative for all the California-class ships. And the only catch is, or no, not a catch, a wonderful thing, he says, is that they're going to send an FNN news reporter to cover the proceedings because this is going to be such a wonderful triumph. So uh, Captain Freeman immediately freaks out because uh, the ship is the Cerritos. It's, a, it's insane there. It's madness. Uh, so she has her... Her senior staff say, get everything cleaned up. Do not let anything happen. Uh, as she's discussing this with Ransom, they see Mariner. And, and this is, you know, Captain Freeman is like, we got to get this ship clean. It's got to be spotless. Mariner's walking by with blueberry pudding all over her uniform. Apparently, there's going to be a pie eating contest. And 
Ransom basically is like, hey, Mariner, you might want to make yourself scarce right now. This is not going to go great. And Freeman uh, then talking to Ransom says, we got to make some duty changes. Basically, is going to put the lower deckers we know and love on sort of like an off-duty shift while this journalist is on the ship. Uh, so Freeman is, Captain Freeman greets the journalist uh, Victoria something or other. Ah, I didn't write down her name. I'm tired. And uh, she's giving her a tour of the ship. And as they go through lower decks, Mariner uh, interposes herself and says, hey, I'll give you a tour of the lower decks if you want to. And the journalist uh, is from Flagstaff, incidentally. <laughs> uh, and the, the, you know, Captain Freeman's like, yeah, 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 maybe you guys should go to sleep and kind of moves the journalist on. As the lower deckers are moving around with their free time, they find out that the pie eating contest has been canceled. Canceled! Uh, because this is part of uh, Captain Freeman's, you know, trying to keep the ship looking cool. Uh, they are distraught. The most distraught of all, perhaps, is is Rutherford, who uh, the the weird officer who's then literally throwing out the pie because there will be no pie eating contest. Rutherford says, please give me some pie. And the guy says, I can't. And Rutherford's like, then, then stun me. Uh, Mariner, meanwhile, is like, we got to do something about this. But you know what? Why don't we go to the bar and just drink and just hang out? But the bar is closed because the bar has become the, air quotes, commander's lounge. And it's where the journalist is doing interviews of all the senior staff. And as Mariner sees through the door, some ensigns who I guess there are people on the list and Mariner and the lower deckers are not on the list. This very much upsets Mariner. And Victoria is doing her crew interviews. It's very, you know, talking head uh, journalist thing. Uh, so anyway, they beam down to the planet. Uh, they meet the local magistrate, Benir. Their concern was that, hey, you know, these Onarans were cut off from their Felicium plant 17 years ago and they had to do it cold turkey and maybe they've relapsed and things have gone completely insane and so now Starfleet is back to check on them and help them through this troubled process but when they get there they find out that the uh, people of this planet Ornara have uh, kicked they had a rough time but now they are more interested in eating healthy and exercising as a people. You could say they're addicted to that now. <laughs> and so they do not need Starfleet's help at all. And they say, you know, you can go. We don't need you. So uh, this is not great for Captain Freeman. And the journalist is sort of like, mm, this is a bit of a dud. Freeman calls Buenamigo. Uh, he's like, hey, check on their government. Make sure they're not being ruled by kids or a supercomputer. And Freeman's like, that's not the case. This the entire program could be completely could could go. I don't know what the word I'm like. Eighty sixth pear shaped. All the euphemisms for for not dropping an f bomb. If the, if this is not a good thing, if this is like Starfleet doesn't have to do something, and then Buen Amigo comes up with a great idea. Why don't you go check on the other planet, Breca, the ones who used to supply the drugs? They're probably in a state of complete disarray. And so Freeman basically says like, Yeah, okay. As according to plan, we will now go check on the other planet. <laughs> And they go back to the ship. Uh, Mariner, who's very heated about the fact that she's been cut off, finds uh, the journalist Victoria in a hallway and steps inside of a room with her to give her some uh, the inside scoop on the Cerritos, so we assume. Ransom sees this interaction go down from before. Then Victoria uh, enters to interview the captain, and as they are sitting and talking, uh, Freeman realizes that the tea has been spilt on the number of things that have gone absolutely awry in the Cerritos, including uh, uh, 
the engineer, the, the chief engineer being turned into a doll and Ransom turning into a big head and all the crazy stuff that's gone down and uh, believes it was Mariner who spilled the tea. And so when the Mar- when Mariner goes to see the captain, uh, everyone is frowning and she walks into the ready room of Captain Freeman and Freeman is very upset she says, you betrayed us. You couldn't do anything. Mariner's like, I didn't do anything. And Freeman's like, oh, yeah. Well, you're no longer part of my crew. I'm sending you to. Is this a dun 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 moment? I'm sending you to. Should I say it? Oh. I thought the cue you were giving me was to do it afterwards. Oh, meant. I wasn't sure either. I honestly don't know how to do this. Okay. We, you'd think we'd have a plan. Should you I say think? it? Let's draw a war tunnel. Let's go okay. from the top. Freeman says, there we go. <laughs> uh, so she says, you're no longer part of my crew. I don't know if you're even, I can even call you my daughter. I'm sending you to Starbase 80. You're right. That's the best way to do it. That's pretty good. Thanks. Um, and even Ransom at that point, who's, you know, his whole arc of this season has been that he's the one who's like, Mariner, if you, if you screw things up, I'm the one kicking you out of Starfleet or whatever. He's like, whoa, 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 Captain, what are you doing? You don't want to send anybody to Starbase 80. But um, it is done. And as Mariner is moving through the ship after this meeting, she realizes she may have alienated the crew who are blaming her for having spilt the tea on the Cerritos crew, including Jennifer. Uh, who says, uh, you know, you made us all look bad and gives uh, Mariner back the candle that she gave her at two, Jennifer. Uh, and then Captain Freeman over the systems, the ship's comm says that no one should talk to Mariner. Uh, she's no longer part of the crew. Mariner goes down to the lower decks. She sees her lower decker friends, but she's like, you know what? This always happens. Don't worry about me. Let's not say goodbye. Let's not say anything. I'm out of here. Pax leaves. Meet some Starbase 80 folks. They are two idiots. That's all I wrote. Their vessel is dirty. And th- they leave. The Cerritos continues on to Brecca. Uh, the away team beams down to the planet. Miglamo, the ship's uh, counselor, is given the con and immediately decides to call his grandmother too so she can see her little boy in the seat, in the captain's seat. They go to Brecca. The planet seems abandoned, but yet something is not right. They split up to see what's going on. Ransom finds a woman who says, you've got to go. That classic, the cliche, someone hiding behind a thing. You've got to get out of here. Save yourself. And he says, wait, why, why? And then that person is immediately dematerialized by a beam and is killed by Breen soldiers. And that's when they see that the city is crawling with Breen soldiers. And yes, it looks like Brecca has been completely over to, overrun by the Breen. They manage to emergency beam out. They get on the ship, but then they're being attacked by Breen ships, and the shields fail, and they're hit with the torpedo. There's damage on all the decks. Uh, the Breen are preparing to board. It looks like it's really the end for the Cerritos crew. And then a Starfleet ship comes out of warp. A new kind of ship, one we've never seen before. Hell, oh, except I was on Instagram, and I kept seeing photos of this all week. Uh... The ship takes out all the Breen, uh, you know, really cool, fast, cool ships, kind of got like Voyager slash, uh, I don't know what you would call, what would you call the look of that ship? Kind of like a Voyager, I would say like it was more Voyager, compact, yeah. you know, not quite the, the Enterprise look. They hail the vessel and find out that there are no life signs aboard. And then Buen Amigo comes in and he says, let me introduce you to the new Texas class. 
Texas class ships, which excites the journalist uh, uh, Victoria because she's from Arizona. Whatever. Uh, it's the USS Alito, fully automated. No one on the ship. It's being declassified as of now, and that becomes uh, what the reporter is obsessed about. Uh, and that is what happens with this uh, swing by mission thing. Uh, anyway, we get a, a, we get to see Victoria's report. It's a hit piece on the whole crew. It's everything that was the tea being spilled. But it turns out it wasn't Mariner who spilled the tea. It was the rest of the crew being complete jackasses in the commander's lounge and spilling the tea on themselves. It was Mariner was the only one who spoke glowingly and praisefully of the crew. And everyone realizes things uh, were not as uh, they seemed as Captain Freeman tries to call Starbase 80 to maybe undo the damage she has done uh, to her daughter's career and the relationship she has. Uh, she finds out that Mariner has resigned her commission to Starfleet and has gone off somewhere else. And we find that uh, Beckett Mariner has signed on with, you guessed it. Uh, oh, I didn't write down her name. I meant to look it up. The Independent. Do you know her name? No, I forgot. I can find it it's very like, quickly. While you're looking that up, people may remember a few episodes ago, there was the like weird thing on the outside of a museum on a planet that was like uh, space show me your job day where Mariner had to be in a booth and they were next to this independent archaeologist who was sort of teasing them for being Starfleet. And it was a whole thing, but then at the end, that independent archaeologist reaches out to Mariner and says, "Hey, you got you got the real stuff, and if you ever want to leave Starfleet, like I did, and be an independent archaeologist and kind of fly your own flag, you call me, and we can do that." And that's basically what we see Beckett Mariner here on the penultimate episode uh, of season three of Star Trek: Lower Decks. Were you able to Google that while I was talking too much? Pirate, space pirate, Aberdeen. Oh, yes, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Oh, they're calling her space name? pirate. Yeah. I guess an independent archaeologist could also be construed as a sort of pirate. Yes. All right. She's well, after, yeah. like, artifacts, but it's kind of like a pirate with a heart of gold. Because didn't she steal, like, the... Thing for that means the Grand Negus's staff and bring it back to the Ferengi or something like that. Who knows? I don't recall how. I don't. She, mm, I'm not sure. Her. Yeah. I thought her ethics were as questionable as that of Vosh. If you remember Vosh. She does have a Vosh. Yes. Who could forget Vosh? Vosh. Petra Vosh. Aberdeen. Petra. Petra Aberdeen. Petra Aberdeen. It does sound like something out of Hunger Games, doesn't it? Yes, very much. Ke uh, the Mockingjay. Petra Aberdeen. Yeah. Is Vosh's name Vosh, or is that Picard's accent? Vosh. Her, no, I think it is. Is her name Vash? Vosh. I think it's Vosh. Like Bath With Vosh. the prolonged R. Uh, oh, Vosh. I didn't think the Americans say, hey, Vash. It's Vosh. That sounds very American to me. Hey, yes. Vash. Hey, Vash. I'm from Idaho. Oh, we should, we're already, but we should chat about that. Let's do Hey there, Vosh. Yeah, that works too. Like Haas. What up? Hey there, Vosh. Hey, Haas. Sure. Hey, Haas. Hey, Vosh. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I think we both agree. We sort of saw at some point this was what the season was going to come mm. to was Mariner being dismissed or resigning uh, in a huff 
yeah. and joining Petra Aberdeen in solo adventures about the universe. But I wonder what this the next episode is going to be. Well, if she's not Lower Decker anymore, then how do we continue with Lower Decks? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But there's got to be some huge climactic ending, right? Like Cerritos under fire. And she's, yeah, she's going to come back and across. save everyone. Well, I think maybe it comes back to they get promoted because that's sort of where it's all leading. And I feel mm. like Mariner is someone who's cried wolf for three seasons and is, just, well, she's trying hard, I suppose, this time. But she's just mm. never been believed because of her previous behavior. Right. And also, has, we know that um, Tendu wants to be a captain. Yep. As we does know Boimler. Wants to be, I mean, come on. Rutherford. And Rutherford probably just wants to be a chief. Yeah. Would be my guess. He has no I, aspirations for yeah. anything beyond that. But Mariner, Although, what was what was Jordy's position? Chief? Was he chief engineer? Yeah. What was because Chief O'Brien? I think he was chief transporter. <laughs> chief. Well, because because O'Brien didn't sit in on senior staff meetings, but Jordy was always there. Yeah. Sometimes Chief I feel like sometimes he was there. Only if it was like involving a transporter. You. Yeah, yeah. If it involved the transporter or EPS conduits. Uh well, interesting. Yes, they're all sort of becoming senior staff, and also that the last episode they're all pretending to be senior staff on that in uh, Ran- uh, Rance Rub- Boimler's. But uh, how do you go fantasy from, movie? Hmm, I just wonder because there's got to be somewhere between like lower decks and senior staff, right? It's got to be some sort of middle because you've got your yeah, le- that, you've got your lieutenants, right? Yeah, Harry Kim track, right? Yeah, well, just, there is a Harry Kim track. Because they're just, all ensigns, just, uh, but then there's, there's the lieutenant. He was an ensign for seven years. <laughs> True. Lost in space. <sighs> well, no, he got a promotion at the end. Mm. Uh, just wondering how many cabins they have available. Well, they were fighting over the, that one room with yeah. Delta Squad. Yeah, Delta Shift. Delta Shift. Delta Shift, Delta yeah, Squad, either way. Delta, yeah, I think it's Shift. You're right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think they could move. They could still be lower decks, just not the lowest deck. Okay. They were the former <laughs> lower deckers, and it's... Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Listen, I think we've come to love these characters it. too much that if we promote them and get new lower deckers, I think that would lose it. Oh, no. We got to follow the track. We have to follow forward. these guys. That's the whole thing. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, you know, this This is where it's season three. The show is very popular. They have to decide whether or not they want to go the Simpsons route of they never age and never move forward in their lives. And they're always just lower decking, mm. which is very contrary to Starfleet. Or if they, you know, we watch them move up to the ranks. Yeah. Could but be lower is, decks time is just... seeming to move forward with this. And it does not with yeah. the Simpsons. Yeah. There's like arcs, long yeah. you know, seasons over multiple seasons arcs so mm-hmm. yeah i wonder what the next episode will be who knows uh any other thoughts oh easter eggs yeah okay Bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Set Phasers News. We go immediately to the Easter egg desk with Stevie Man. Stevie, how are you today? Oh, hi there. Yeah, 
you doing? How you doing? That was a bit too. That was a bit too much, wasn't it? Hi there, Aki. On location. Yeah. Hi there, Aki. How you doing? I'm here on location. I'm up here in space. I'm up here on space at the lower decks desk, uh, reporting live from FLN. Um I don't know how that's going to translate to audio. Now I've already done my own well. sound effects. Anyway. <clears throat> um, well, Aki, as you know, uh, there were a number of Easter eggs there, some some callbacks to previous Trek episodes. So uh, clearly mm -hmm. the, the whole premise of this was that they were going to um, the Ornaran's world. And uh, this is from a TNG episode, Symbiosis, where Picard and the Enterprise arrive to find the Ornarans addicted to a chemical produced from a plant that only grows on the nearby planet of Bereka. Um, the Brekkians have taken over uh, control of the Ornarans. Obviously, they're... Um, addicted and they're dependent on the drug um, which I think obviously you know all of these things were at the time very reflective of what was going on in popular culture mm -hmm. uh, yes oh. and then so what happened was uh, the prime directive prevented Picard from getting involved so he just left them to their own yeah. devices so Project Swingby was like how did they get on um, so it was a whole callback to to this particular episode which is quite fun and let's see so Admiral Buenamigo um, wanted Freeman to check in on the planet's government to double check that it's not run by children or some person masquerading as the <laughs> devil. Uh, yes. Two references to old Trek episodes TNG, Devil's Due. I actually remember this. Um, the Enterprise visits the planet of Ventax 2, where an interstellar con artist is impersonating a devilish deity oh, known as Ardra. God. This is a deep yes. cut. Um, in an effort to take over the planet, Picard reveals her trickery and saves the world from subjugation. And meanwhile, in the 1966 episode of the original TOS episode called Miri, Kirk and company find a planet ruled by children. I remember that one, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so considering Starfleet has encountered similar problems before, that's why Buen Amigo was like, just double check on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then when Captain Freeman insists that the Ornarans are on the up and up, she makes one last suggestion uh, to find a mission worthy of the FNN expose and recommends that they go back to Beta 3, as she thinks it's inevitable that the people there have fallen for Landru again. Mm, Another yes. uh, reference to the classic adventure, uh, the return of the Archons, and Landru, mm -hmm. we believe, is still confined to the dungeons of um, Perhaps. Starfleet's, I don't know, Evil uh, computer, computer, what is it? whatever. Yeah, but, ne but right next to a peanut, but peanut hamper, peanut hamper. That's where peanut hamper's gone. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, there was a race of aliens, you'll love this. The Breen made their in person debut in Star Trek Deep Space Nine's episode, sure did. uh huh, episode Sorry. Indiscretion, and they would eventually go on to play a bigger role in the series Dominion War arc as yep. the Breen Confederacy allied themselves with the Dominion. Sure so did. this was the first time that the Breen have been seen since the Deep Space Nine finale and gives us our first hint at what's become of them since the fall of the Dominion. Oh, yeah. They're, they're on break. Um, anyway, and at one point she even asked if their attitude toward her is a frame of mind. Uh, sorry. Oh, yes. Sorry, right. this was uh, back to, back to uh, Beckett Mariner. And she says... Um, yeah. She wonders if their attitude towards her is a frame of mind thing and wonders if she'll wake up with a neural drain thing on her head, uh, which is a nice little callback to the Next Generation Frame of Mind episode in season six, where Commander Riker is abducted and wakes up in an alien hospital where no one believes that he's actually a Starfleet officer. In the end, he wakes up in a laboratory hooked up to an elaborate mind scanning machine where he finds a group of aliens probing his brain for secrets. Yeah. 
So those were kind of the deep cut sort of references. Other than that, there wasn't anything visually other than the, no. the Breen that I saw. Yeah, no. This was this this uh, was mostly a, about the idea of like, you know, going back and checking on things that TNG and all mm-hmm. those other episodes did. So I I I, I like that concept. I I do love the swing by mission. I don't think you should leave a, a world alone for seventeen years that was full of drug addicts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it goes. Why is it uh, a swing by and not second contact? When didn't they? Wasn't that so? This is like from season two right that yeah. that captain freeman was talking about this and i think that episode might be called second contact yeah it was you were correct yeah i don't know i like the idea of swing by mission swing by mission mm-hmm. swing by we're just swinging by hey we're just swinging by so second contact though yeah uh you know what we forgot to mention in chat what's that is we didn't talk about the texas class oh yeah that's the big surprise of the episodes that they get these automated chips which we know is not a good idea. Yes. And doesn't last because we know of future times. That's so, true. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. Right? Yes. I wonder if they're kind of, isn't, you know, supposed to be driverless Ubers. Oh, there are. Some, there are. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, mm. maybe it's a commentary on that. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I don't like the, I, I, I don't think it will, I, I think what will happen is obviously if you've got a, um, you know, that kind of class of vessel with all of these weapons on board not being captained by anyone. Mm-hmm. There will be some alien race that will come and say, hmm, I'm going to take that. Exactly. Like, good luck. Take it over, and then they're in control, and then they can impersonate Starfleet. Exactly. Ugh, it's I just be the see it going leads. wrong. It's yeah. all going to go wrong. I mean, it's got to be a ship that's built like a regular ship with consoles. So it's not like it's sort of a solid ship with no people spaces. Right. You as know? far as we know. I mean, as far as we could know. have no people space. It's true. It's true. So it's super fast and maneuverable and so. Yeah. Anyway. It's a drone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Shall we to uh, quotable moments? Indeed. Quotable moments. So. Now it's our job to check in on an entire planet that Picard left cold turkey. Captain Freeman. Mm. <laughs> Literally cold turkey because they were drug yeah. addicts. They were drug addicts. And he had to just leave because he couldn't interfere. So he just cut off their drug supply and left. What's interesting, though, is it's not like he never violated the prime directive. Oh, a number of times. So. Every captain violates the prime. They always talk about the prime directive, and they always go. Sometimes That's, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta break it. Yeah. yeah. What else? General you got? Order One. Yeah. As it was called back in the day. Uh, I also loved uh, Mariner saying, "Let's go grab some Cynthia Hall and Cynthia have a good time at the bar." Oh yes, I like that. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, you mentioned the frame of mind thing. Is this a frame of mind thing? Am I going to wake up with a neural drain in my head? And then Jennifer says, the only neural drain around here is you. It's pretty cruel. Mm, yes, that was mean. Yeah, very mean. Uh, and then I also very much enjoyed uh, the stupid people from Starbase 80. They give Mariner her uniform and like a sandwich pops out and they say, here's your uniform. It's uh, one five, size fits some. Mm. 
Oh, I like mm. the. Oh, I think I've got some elbow grease on that. And she's like, Yeah, that's not yeah. what elbow grease is. Yeah. It's not elbow grease. Yeah. I, I was kind of excited to go to Starbase Stadium and see how terrible it is. Maybe it's one like a, day. Trying to hit a bat with a broom or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you got any uh, quotes of your own? No, I don't. I was busy focusing on finding the Easter eggs that were not super easy to find. Yeah, and you were at a concert. You're living your life. Come all, on. Yes, yes, I am. That's. That's what I'm here to do. Write down all the dialogue from every episode like a complete loser so that I can one day write them on, I, I don't know. One why, day what? Why am I doing this? Because it's fun. It is fun. And sometimes I want to, you know, I still remember that quote from the season two, season three finale of Discovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, computer. <laughs> <laughs> that one... I will probably get, if I ever get a tattoo, it'll be, oh, computer, show me where I came from, whatever it says. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe I should write a song. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, nobody, anyone listening to this, uh, shut up. That's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think our listener base is that big or broad or diverse enough. Well, but there's a lot of musicians in it, and I don't want them stealing my idea. Fair. Well, actually, we could make it a contest. Maybe we should all write songs. Maybe. About, oh, computer. Oh, computer. Interesting. Oh, computer. Uh, all right, that's our homework well, for next week. Before oh, no, this, not for next the season week. finale. <laughs> Just a chorus. Right, we should all. do that for the. We have a long break between shows. Maybe there'll we be do. a songwriting. Maybe I'll premiere some some track songs. You have homework to do. You've got. Let's see. The next thing that's coming out is Picard. So, you have. The full mm. seven of nine thing to write. I do have to make a full seven of nine thing. Guitar yeah. solo's next. We've got you've got who's got a crush on Crusher? Oh God, yeah. Don't forget, you have to... you have lots of work. There's there's Wharf Wharf has to have. Is it? Come on. You know, I should probably write a song for each of the original crew. You're right. Or if it's not <laughs> a full song, I would settle for a sting. A sting for everybody in the crew. Gotcha. Yeah. Go for it. That's a good call. I'm actually going to write that down. Gosh! And uh, <laughs> that's a very good call. Uh, TNG crew songs. And I'm going to stick it to my computer. Uh, I can't wait. I love it when you create new songs for oh, Star it's, Trek. It's coming. And you still um, owe. No, uh, I know. Not a visitor. I, I, no one is more disappointed in me than me that I have not. Uh, made a, a, a DS9 song yet. Right? I will find it to her by hook or by crook. <sighs> that that really, will happen. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm going to get on that as soon as I get back from Europe. Okay. Uh, maybe it'll be my Christmas project. So, should we go to next time? I assume there's no news. I don't have Pretty news. Pretty much no. what it's been. Yeah. Next time on Set Phasers. Next time on Set Phasers, Aki did his homework and we'll be talking about the season finale of season three of Star Trek Lower Decks entitled, you're ready for this, The Stars at Night. <gasps> Heavy, right? calm. Ooh, deep. Not. Anyway, if you like, if you, please just check that out. But also, if you like this episode and any other episodes of our show that you've heard, we have a dozens of dozen dozens i think dozens counts of back episodes having covered all the other sort of con- contemporary or concurrent uh, 
franchises of Star Trek, Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, uh, Strange New Worlds, and we'll be taking them all on. So, uh, yeah, find us wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, hey, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you feel free to rate uh, us and uh, smash the subscribe button. Subscribe? Yes, yes, I don't yes. Know. Okay, yeah. No, it's fine. Subscribe, follow, whatever. Same thing. Well, it's not. Subscribe, but, you follow know what I mean? us. It's it's free to follow us, and we like that. So go for it. Yes, and do join us again. Uh, and and oh crap! What else am I supposed to say? I forgot. Oh, this is uh. This is uh, phase uh, no, that's uh, you. I say I'm Stevie Mans. Thanks for listening. See you next time. No, that's later. Oh. You got to do the, gotta, the oh, Patreon. Patreon. Don't forget to yeah. join us on Patreon. Setphasers. <laughs> oh fuck! At Patreon.com forward slash Setphasers for more nerdiness with your two best friends, Stevie and Aki. Yes, and also we're on social media at Setphasers Podcast. Oh, remember the thing you told me last week that people can leave voicemails if they want. Yes, I they don't can. know how that works, but it's possible. You go to the setphasespodcast.com. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you can leave a voicemail, and maybe we'll play that on the app. I may have forgotten to check that this week, so I shall do that for next time. Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, yes, well, until next time, in fact, I am Stevie Mans. And I have perfected dislocating my jaw. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. There you are. End program. <laughs> Computer, where you at? <laughs> Computer. Hello. Computer. Hello, computer. I'm talking to you, computer.